Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of art podcast i am your host Dion sanchez and joining me in this particular episode is brian cicada did i say it right i i, I you know uh, i kind of primed you in the wrong direction i it was one of those don't say it this way say it this way so it's cicada but cicada. No, no hard feelings I, I had it in my head i led you astray darn it i was close Brian, uh, see, I'm worried. I'm gonna keep saying it wrong now. <laughs> Either way, I'm sorry for saying it wrong. Thank you for joining me, Brian. Absolutely glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, Brian, if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself and your unique last name that I am so close to saying right, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. So, Brian Zachetta, author, blogger. Uh, owner of Get Out of Your Head, which is both a brand and a book series uh, focused on helping folks overcome various mental illnesses such as anxiety and depression. So on my website, I've got a blog where you know I'm just kind of cranking out posts that ideas that come to mind, things that I think could be helpful. Uh, it'll either be like ideas that I thought of in my own life that I'm like, hey, this was an insight or a breakthrough I had, so I want to share it with other folks. Or you know, somebody may come to me and say like, hey, you know, could you write about this specific topic? What are some things that might be helpful in this specific domain. Um, so maybe they'll prompt me and then I'll write a post on it. But the idea with the blog is just to, you know, provide insights to folks in the mental health realm. Um, and then I also uh, write my books. So I've got two books out. The first one is on uh, living with and overcoming anxiety. And the second one is, um, it's basically, you know, uh, navigating depression. So both books are titled Get Out of Your Head. Uh, one is volume one, one is volume two. Uh, and those are out there. And, um, you know, I've, I've gotten some interesting messages from folks in, in the sense of like helping them 
overcome these two diseases or uh, manage them a little bit more effectively. So that's been awesome. You know, one of the reasons why I write is because I've dealt with both things in my own life and I want to take the lessons that I've learned and, you know, share the struggles and make folks feel as though they're not alone and then be able to help them feel as though they can get through the difficulties that they go through a little bit more easily. Awesome. And I truly admire that because it's really a key factor to why I started this podcast to begin with is to share experience and stories from others or my own personal stories to help others realize they're not alone in this, that everyone goes through the same thing and maybe at different times, but it's the same basic um, scenario and that we all should help each other. So, so I am curious um, because you said the title of your book is Get Out of Your Head, which as someone who's very much in their head 40 or 80, 90% of the time, um, why name it Get Out of Your Head or that particular title? And could you, I know you explained a bit as to what it's about, but do you share your own personal stories or is it just like steps and suggestions? Like how, do, how what's your book focus on really? Yeah, for sure. So I'll start with the name itself. I was on a podcast last night and we were talking about the background. It was basically just like I had come up with the first manuscript, uh, you know, for the first book. And I'm sitting there in a coffee shop and I'm trying to think to myself, like, what is a good title for this? Right. Because, um, you know, obviously a book has to have a title and I need to make it so that it's relevant and it makes sense based on the content that's in the book. And I just kind of thought like, okay, if I were to boil down everything into like a tagline or one sentence or something like that then that could theoretically be the title. So it, I don't know, it just made sense to me. Like it was one of those things where it was, it just kind of popped in my, into my head. It was like, you know, um, I don't know. I just said, get out of your head. Right. And then uh, the subtitle is a toolkit for living with and overcoming anxiety. And so that, you know, that felt a little bit more descriptive to me um, and relevant to the content itself, where, you know, since I had already written like the first draft, I was able to step back and say to myself, like, you know, if somebody were to pick this up, like what, what title could I provide that makes it compelling for them, right? And describes the contents within it. And so the book itself is meant to be um, basically like a plethora of different strategies that I provide to folks. And it's, you know, it's not meant to be one of those things where it's like, hey, this is the only, you know, ABC is the only solution, or um, this one specific strategy is the only thing that will work. Um, they, you know, in kind of uh, in, uh, I guess what, in relation to the title itself, I wanted to provide that toolkit, right? So I wanted to say, here are a lot of different strategies that I'm going to throw at you. Why don't you take the ones that resonate with you the most and then create your own quote unquote toolkit, right? So the next time you find yourself in an anxious situation, you can pull out some of those strategies and say like, Hey, these are the ones that work for me. They resonate with me. I've used them in the past, or I'm intrigued by them. I want to use them in the future. So that was kind of the goal there. And again, it's like, you know, in that manuscript, I'm, I, I do mention to folks like, um, I'm not trying to say that I have the, the one solution or anything like that. It's like some of the strategies will resonate with different people. Um, so it was important that I get that message across to say like, this is, you know, the process of building your own toolkit through some of these strategies. And if you want to add your own tools to them later on, or you've already come into the book with some of them already, then feel free to do that. So um, I know that was the first question. Can you remind me what the second question was? Um, <laughs> I'm too into my head to listening that I forgot what the other question was, but um, can we pause? 
So um, what I wanted to ask you is, um, considering we're in this pandemic season, which is really devastating, has brought a lot of unfortunate um, emotions and ramifications, also good ones as well, but a great brunt of it has been negative, unfortunately. Um, do you find people utilizing your books and the strategies you've implemented more or exactly how has your book been helpful during this season, you feel? Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, it's it's hard for me, like I don't necessarily have the analytics in terms of like, um, you know, this many people found it effective during this particular period. But I will say that the, the first book, um, especially with that one be having been out for about three years now already, it's done pretty well in terms of sales during the pandemic. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, of course, like as an author, like I want to get my message out there. And if that means selling more books, that's amazing. But at the same time, like I really just want to help folks, right? So it's it's not really like, oh, hey, I sold X number of copies and I'm you know so proud of the achievement or whatever. It's like, sure, there is an aspect of pride to it, but it's also it's mostly wanting to help folks. So even if that means, you know, um, giving some of the content away for free sometimes, doing a coaching call with somebody um, where I, you know, I don't charge anything or whatever. It's like I at the end of the day, I'm trying to just inspire as many folks as I can, provide help and hope to as many folks as I can. Um, and obviously my time is limited, but I try, try to do what I can with the time that I have. In regards to the actual pandemic, I mean, I definitely have received uh, a decent amount of messages from folks on like Instagram and Facebook Messenger and whatnot. Folks just saying like, hey, thank you so much for this book. It really helped me, um, you know, talked about their own personal situations. Uh, and then I also have some evidence of just like folks that have left reviews. And uh, I had one person who reached out and said like, you know, this was one of the best books I've ever read. It actually helped me in my marriage. I was thinking about getting divorced and, you know, changed my perspective and whatnot. So, um, you know, as I talk about these things, it's like, I love getting those messages. Those are amazing. But at the same time, like I try to curb them back a little bit because I don't want to sound like I'm tuning my own horn here, right? It's like, it's really just trying to help folks. Um, and so, you know, kind of talking about the pandemic itself, right? The harsh effects of it. I think the largest one or the most obvious one is just like, if you have, like COVID itself, if you have lost somebody um, to COVID, if you have dealt with the struggles of like, you know, the uncertainty of somebody going to the hospital or something like that. And obviously it's just this scary situation where, um, you know, I think it's a little bit different today than it was in March of 2020, when it was like, we had no information on this disease. We didn't have any methods by which we could really fight it. You know, nobody was really giving us too many good uh, points and, and a ton of direction on this thing. We feel, we, I think we can feel a little bit safer now, right? Because it's like, okay, we understand how this thing transmits a tiny bit. Um, people who want to get vaccinated can get vaccinated and, and feel good about that. And some of, you know, some antiviral stuff is starting to come out on the market. But uh, on the other side of that, it's like, we still are, we can't deny the reality that we're living in this world where like, we just aren't seeing as many people in person, we aren't interacting as often face to face. There's still a lot of like, you know, divisive news that plays on our TVs and radio stations or podcasts or whatever it is every day, right through the media. So there's definitely a lot of things that are adding to the amount of stress that we're feeling and taking away from, I don't know, maybe like our quote unquote humanity, right. And so I've written a few posts that folks have found helpful over the course of the pandemic, just like, you know, hey, these are specific ways to think about, you know, reframe the pandemic, reframe the fact that, hey, we might be locked down, but like, there are still things we can do 
to improve our mental state, to change our state of mind, boost our mood. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I provide those strategies. And again, I'm trying to help folks as, me- as best I can. But I think I also try to provide a little bit of a human element where it's not to be like, hey, just do X, Y, Z, and you'll be all better, right? It's like, you know, we need to acknowledge sort of the elephant in the room and be like, hey, this is a difficult thing that we're all going through. Um, it's no fun to be in our houses locked locked down by ourselves, um, you know, depending on where we are in the world or what state and, um, you know, the regulations where we live. Uh, and so a lot of those things add up and, and take a toll on our mental health, right? But that's, um, that's not to say that we can't do things to fight back a little bit. So, you know, I'm just trying to provide those strategies to folks as this pandemic goes along. And, um, you know, sometimes easier, easier said than done or easier in some instances than others. But, you know, it's like, if we think about it, right, if I were to say, what are some of the best strategies that uh, we could put out there? It's like, you know, just make sure to get exercise, right? It's like, we're locked in our houses, we're sitting on our couches all day. When we're sitting down, that's like, it's such an easy time for us to get into our heads and ruminate over things, especially if we have the TV on and the news is on. And, you know, the anchors are making us all scared about another a variety of the um, another variant of the uh, the virus itself and whatnot. So it's like remember to stay active when you get active. You know you're a lot you you kind of get back into your body and you 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 leave that space of rumination in your head where you're just chewing over thoughts all day. So I think that's really important. And then you know just being able to you know, turn off the news every once in a while and say, Hey, I've got my daily dose here. Like, I'm not going to let these things scare me anymore. I know what's going on in the world. I don't necessarily need to hear this again and again and again. And so those are just a couple things. Um, but I think they can be helpful for folks. So that's the message that I've been trying to put forth. Awesome. And I know you have probably many strategies and you're not claiming to be an expert, but you at least want to express the steps that or at least you would find helpful to others depending on the situation. Do you have any strategies that you can mention off the top of your head? Although I'm sure your brain is get out of your head for a reason, but if you can um, state or mention any of your strategies to my audience right now, um, do you mind? Yeah, so I, I think the question is like, you know, strategies for getting out of your head. Is, is that sort of the, um, the question that's being posed? Uh, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. So what I like to do, right, is I give a little bit of background on um, the framework that I'm going to introduce. So in the first half of my first book, I have this thing called the 10 steps to getting out of your head. And it's just like a simple framework, a 10 part step, uh, excuse me, a 10 part list um, that I lay out in the book. And it, it becomes the, it becomes kind of the skeleton for that first half of the book, where basically what I do is I say, hey, uh, I, I tell personal stories and introduce it and say, like, I was in this anxious situation in the past. Um, you know, it, it made me really nervous. I didn't know what to do. I spent so much time chewing this thing over. And then eventually one day I said to myself, like, you know, I've read all these different books. I've um, listened to podcasts. I've read uh, these different journal articles and whatnot. And just one day I kind of did a brain dump and I said, let me just write down everything that either I've heard before or I have come up with for myself in terms of dealing with my anxiety. Um, and once I did that, you know, with a little bit of refinement, I ended up calling the, the things that I wrote down, the 10 steps to getting out of your head. And so that, again, is just this simple list that says like, you know, here, here are 10 simple and effective strategies that you can leverage when you're feeling re- really fearful. Um, so we could jump into a couple of them. If it, Do you think that would be helpful? Yes. Yes. I think that'd be really helpful. Okay, cool. So uh, I like to switch it up a little bit in terms of talking about these things, just because I find that 
you know, I'll go on a podcast. I'll talk about the same two steps. I'll go on another podcast. I'll do the same exact thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to name the first three and then I'm going to jump into the third one. And if you want, we can, we can go back and we can talk in more detail about any of them. Um, but the first one is just to breathe. It's, it, it's a very simple strategy and it's, it's almost like hilariously obvious, right? Because it's like, if somebody walks up to you and is like, Hey, you're nervous, you should breathe. Like you might even get, like, I would get a little bit defensive. I'd be like, yeah, obviously I should breathe. Right. But in the book, I talk about the science behind it and you know, the fight or flight system and why it's important, why it, like why deep breathing can help us get out of our heads, get back to calm. Uh, The second step is determine the true importance of what's making you anxious. The idea there is like, um, when we get wrapped up in our fears, we can sometimes, um, we can almost like build so much of uh, so much fear on top of the original trigger that we lose sight of what it is that we're afraid of, right? So like, let's say we have an interview tomorrow or something, we might start thinking about that interview. And then like an hour later, we feel so, 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 so awful as if like the world is coming to an end, right? And this step is basically just to say that if it's helpful, look at what it is that's making you fearful and remind yourself of it. So that way, maybe, you know, you can go from this like, oh my goodness, the world really does feel like it's ending down to like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm nervous. And I am worried about whatever it is that I need to do or I'm going to do. Uh, but it's not necessarily as bad as I'm making it out to be in my head. Uh, the tough part about this step is that I, you know, it, I, this is not to say like, hey, I'm trying to uh, downplay what anyone, what anyone is going through. A lot of these steps, again, with the toolkit vibe, it's like, if something is helpful for you, if one of the strategies that I put forth uh, is beneficial, then use it. And if not, it's not meant to be like uh, offensive or anything like that. You can just calmly move to the next step. Um, and so the third one, and this was the one that I, I said that maybe we could dive into a little bit uh, in further detail here, and that's evaluate the potential outcomes and reconnect to the one you want. And so what I talk about uh, in the book with this strategy is like, so for example, right, let's say that we're going to a job interview tomorrow and um, we've gotten like really far in our heads about it. We're super nervous. Like, you know, are we going to get the job? What happens if we show up and we have a panic attack in the office? What happens if, you know, we forget what to say, or they ask us a specific question and we just totally botch the question. And so what can happen is like, you know, we start from the standpoint of like, okay, I have this job interview tomorrow and I want to do well on it. So that I get the job offer and I can work for the company that I want to work for. Right. And then once we, we, you know, our brain kind of goes into like survival or what if mode. And all of a sudden we're thinking like, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I mess up? What if they hate me? Whatever. And so um, it, it, this one is similar to the previous step. The second one that I mentioned, which is basically we can blow our fears out of proportion is like, Uh, you know, it might be a strong way to put it. Again, I'm trying not to be offensive here, um, but we can blow our, for for lack of a, a, another term way of saying it, it's like we can blow our fears out of proportion. Um, And so uh, this step, which is again, just to repeat it, evaluate the potential outcomes and reconnect to the one you want. It's to say like, hey, you know, after an hour or two hours of, of really turning this thing over in my mind and being so, 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 so fearful, just pause and say, hey, what is it that I really want in this situation? I've been thinking about what I don't want to happen for so long that it's almost as if I've forgotten what I do want to happen and I've forgotten that that could actually occur. So in the case of a job, uh, a scary job interview, right, one that makes us fearful, we might forget that we could actually go and perform well in the interview and then get the job. 
Uh, and, you know, I, the reason so many of these stories, like the reason why I, I wrote the book and the reason uh, the stories behind uh, these steps that I lay out, they're, they're all like related to things that I've, I've gone through in my own life uh, or situations that I've been in. Right. And so it was like me basically saying like, Hey, I, I know that I've done this a ton of times where it's like, I'm going in this thing and I'm almost in defense mode. I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, what, what uh, scary thing is coming my way. Let me kind of like defend it off. Right. But uh, you know, sometimes I find that um, after a scary situation, I kind of sit down and I'm like, wait, why was I like, you know, why was I so defensive? Like, why was I, focusing on the things that I didn't want to happen? Why, why didn't I say to myself, like, oh, I, you know, even though I'm, I'm simplifying things, uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay anxiety, it was like, why didn't I just say to myself, like, I wanted that thing. And like, I should have just you know, either focused on it or put it in my mind really quickly, and then just went off and did the interview and, you know, kind of let the chips fall with it where they uh, where they may, right. Um, so that was, uh, kind of the story behind that one. And then I tell a funny anecdote. Well, I, at least I think it's funny. But um, so like in race car driving, there's kind of this notion of like uh, new race car drivers, when their cars spin out on the track, they will tend to focus, they'll put their eyes on the wall. And they'll say like, hey, that wall is super scary. I don't want to crash into it. I don't want to wreck my car. So I'm focusing on it. And I'm going to like, I'm going to, you know, use all my might to uh, navigate myself away from it. And the ironic thing is that most of the folks who do that end up crashing into the wall. And so uh, the, the story or the anecdote in the book is basically to say like, don't be a, new, a newbie race car driver and focus on where you don't wanna go because that's where you're gonna end up. Focus on where you'd like to go if you can, you know, if, it's, if it's helpful and if it makes sense for you. Focus on the metaphorical infield, right? Guide your car back to uh, the safe zone, if you will. So those are a few of the strategies. Hope hope that they're helpful. I think they're very helpful. I particularly like the first step, which is to breathe. I tell my friends all the time, don't forget to breathe because I find breathing to be important. Yet I don't breathe enough. Yet I find it important to implement that into them. Therefore, it can have a reverse reaction and force me to breathe because I'm giving that same particular advice. So um, yes, I find those steps and what you mentioned in the whole race car analogy um, to be a wonderful um, description to what you were explaining. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. So we're going to drive <laughs> into the fun segment of my show, and that is the icebreaker segment. So we're going to start with the icebreaker question, although you're an author, so I feel like you're going to do good at this question a little too well, but um, I ask it anyhow. So if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at right now, um, although I know you already have a book called Get Out of My Head, <laughs> um, but if you can come up with a different one, that would be just as great or whatever pops into your head. Again, that's the joys of this question. Um, if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is currently at at this precise moment, what would it be? That's a good question. Um, I'm tempted to say, you know, something as simple as like figuring it out, right? In the sense that um, I feel pretty good about where I am in my life, but, you know, everybody has their ups and downs and their struggles and their challenges and whatnot. But I feel as though I'm quote unquote figuring it out from a standpoint of like, you know, I feel more confident than I did 10 years ago. 
Um, like I can take on life's challenges, even though I don't necessarily know what all those challenges are going to be. So I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. And it's one of those things, right, where it's like, yeah, I have a couple books published and, you know, like some nice reviews on Amazon. I've sold a handful of books and whatnot. But like, um, I think there's, there's sometimes this misnomer or whatever of like, you know, a, a quote unquote author is like, you know, they're, they're rich and famous and whatever. And it's like, I'm just a dude. Right. And it's like, I, I write about the things that I like to write about. Uh, I try to help folks. Um, I make a tiny, tiny bit of money on my books, but um, you know, the money isn't that important to me. And I'm just trying to, you know, again, figure out like, where's the author journey taking me. I'm trying to figure out um, who else can I help? What other message can I put forth that I think would be beneficial? And so it's like, I'm trying to figure out some of the things in my own life with a cool and calm head where I can then turn and be like, Hey, you know, listeners, followers, readers, like here are some of the next things that I wanted to share with you. So, um, I, that was kind of the first thing that popped in my head, but that's what I got going on. That's a wonderful answer to this question. And it's probably my favorite question to ask because it's something people didn't don't anticipate. So um, I think that's a wonderful answer because we're all still figuring out life and we have no clue what we're doing. Yet when we get to that point, it turns out great as long as we not focus on the wall, which is now going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the week. That yeah, that's a great that's a great tie in. And I think, you know, just last thing to wrap up there, I think it's important to kind of mention that, like, you know, not too many people have it all figured out. I think that's that is both the slightly scary thing about life and also the fun part, right? It's like, if we knew everything and there were no other questions that were open, it would be like, well, what do we do now? We're kind of bored, right? So part of it is in embracing that a little bit and having some fun with it to the degree that we can. Absolutely. So this is the part where I explain my answer. Um, the title and chapter for where my life is at right now or is or currently would be to be a warrior for change. I've gone through quite a gamut of stuff in my life, not all great, quite a majority of it's health-wise, which I can go into later, but um, I've gone through a lot, and um, I feel like being a warrior is really represents and just symbolizes who I am at this current point in time, what I've gone through in my life, and what I will continue to go through from this point forward, so... That's great. And I think it's super, super honorable and just like a really great thing, right? To be able to say, hey, I've been through difficulty, but I'm not going to let me just, I'm not going to let it destroy me. I'm not going to let it drag me down, right? I'm going to try to take what I've been through, share it with other folks, inspire some other folks, uh, take some of that, that pain and, and harness and channel it into something good. Yes, absolutely. So on to the icebreaker game, which is my favorite part because it puts my guests out of their mindset. <laughs> so that makes it all the more fun. Let me make sure I have everything ready. Let me make sure. Okay, so the icebreaker game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You could be a shower singer, a backyard singer, any type of singer you want. You don't have to be an expert. That's the joys of this game. So pretty much how it works is I give you a word 
and you can either sing it, rap it. It has to be an actual song. You can't make it up. <laughs> Many of my guests have tried to make up songs, particularly in the last episode. <laughs> so you can't make up a song. It has to be an actual song. It can either be in the title or in the lyrics. And also, it can't be, the based off the word I gave you, it can't be a name of an artist. I know many artists have really unique names. It can't be the name of the artist either. So, <laughs> um, so it's three words. However, and this is where your brain likes to play tricks on you. You have 15 seconds, based off the word I give you, to either sing it, rap it. It's either in the title or in the lyrics. So. And so. Um, just, just to recap the, the instructions, you'll give me a phrase. I'll think of a, a pre-existing song that has that phrase in it already. And then I'll sing that. Yes. Okay. Put me on the spot, but Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Awesome. And I just changed the last word just for you. So just make it all the more fun. So the first word is heart. Heart. Okay. I mean, first thing that comes to mind is um, that would be in sync, tear, uh, tearing up my heart. Okay. So I guess I, I guess I have to sing it. You well, I'll, yeah. You know the timer's about to go off. <laughs> I would still sing it because I know that is an actual physical song, but I still think you should sing it. All right. Well, it go. It's uh, and my I'm I'm not a good singer, but it's you're tearing up my heart when I'm with you. There you go. A fun game, and I wouldn't have thought you would give and sing. I was thinking you would give another because there's many songs that pertain to the word heart. Yeah, I'm a '90s kid, so I see we're good friends already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next word is words, and it can be word too, abbreviation of that as well. So, got it. Ooh. It's, you know, the fact that it's just one word, I feel like is, is stumping me more than maybe like a phrase, um, you know, oh. something like I can't find the words to say. I just made that up. But <laughs> Well, I can give you the uh, answer that many guests have given. It wouldn't count for you, though. Okay. But um, some guests have given um, the answer more than words by the band Extreme, although I know another artist that covers that song, which is more conducive to our time period, I feel. So, All right. Um, so the last word that I changed just for you, I don't, I'm pretty sure there's a song pertaining to this word, but I'm not entirely sure. But that's the fun of this game. So the last word is head. Okay. Yeah, I think the fact that it's one, like I have to pull out one word. Um, uh, what, uh, let me think, who, who sings the song? It's like, can't get you out of my head. Wow. What is that song? It, that's from like maybe 2000 or something. It's a, a, it's a female singer. It is a female singer. Wow. <laughs> I just changed the word like five seconds ago. And you were able to come up with a song before the timer went off. I'm impressed. <laughs> you weren't. I listen to a lot of music, so you know. So that's the wow! I'm really impressed. 
before that you were able to come up with a song correlating to that word but anyhow that was the game thank you for participating i hope you had fun yeah it was fun (laughs) um of course we can keep talking about music all day long because i love music as well but unfortunately we're at the end of this winding road which i'm pretty sure is a song somewhere also um before we wrap up here do you have any social links where people can find your book is your book going to turn into a movie someday give us the inside scoop as to how my audience can get in touch with you yeah sure so my website is getoutofyourhead.com and that is all one word no spaces or dashes or anything like that. Um, on Instagram, if you want to get a hold of me, the handle is currently get out of your head books. And uh, again, no spaces, dashes. Um, it's possible that that changes in the future. I do have a trademark application that's going through um, the works right now. So in the future, if I'm able to get the trademark, then it would be get out of your head rather than get out of your head books. Uh, I do have a, a small Facebook page where I tend to post updates as well. So that's facebook.com slash get out of your head books, kind of same thing on the name there could change in the future. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think that the books will become movies, but Hey, you never know. It's kind of one of those things where um, if you sell enough books and, and it gets popular enough, you never know what could happen. Uh, so yeah, like I had mentioned, I've written two books so far. So the first title is get out of your head, a toolkit for living with and overcoming anxiety. And the second book is called get out of your head, volume two, navigating the abyss of depression. Um, in the future, like it's, it's kind of one of those things where I have vague plans to write a third one, uh, especially because like this is my brand and I have this trademark uh, that's going through the works for this book series. Um, and I just, you know, I love to share my insights and I don't think I'm done with the messages yet, but I am still trying to figure out what the topic of that third book would be and what the manuscript would look like. So it could be figuring it out. That could be the third book. <laughs> could be. Yeah. See how, see how things go. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining me, Brian. I was going to drive me crazy because I messed up your last name, but thank you for joining me. This was a wonderful conversation, truly. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dion. And uh, no, no hard feelings on, on the last name. It is, it is one of the harder ones that you'll see. So um, and some folks say Sir Cheddar as a way to uh, remember it. Sir, see, I'm worried like about- cheddar cheese. <laughs> Shed, shed, shed. See, I'm worried about messing it up even further. No worries. Don't, don't, don't do it if you don't want to. So. No worries. Um, to my audience, thank you for joining this on this latest episode of the Words of Heart podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you want to like it, subscribe it, here are the following ways to do so. We are on Facebook at the Words of Heart podcast. We are also on YouTube under the same name. And of course, you can listen to me wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. If you can listen to it on the moon, let me know. I'm still trying to manifest that into fruition because I think intergalactic broadcasting would be cool. But until then, if you want to let me know how you like enjoy this episode, you can do so on social media as well. I am Heartword24 on Twitter and Heartword25 on Instagram. So again, stay healthy, stay safe, stay away from the wall, get out of your own head, just get out, get out of your head. It's okay, you'll be fine. Woo-sa and breathe. And until next time, bye.